Hello, this is Ryan Warson from the Podcast Express, and you're listening to the Houghton Connection Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome to the Houghton Connection Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Ryan, the Commish, and Andy, the Waz. We're going to break it down. We're going to get into everyone's quest for the Duchess and everyone's fear of the Casper. So let's get into it and let's get it kicking. Hey, 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 take it easy, man. Uh, welcome back to a uh, league year eight, the eighth year of the Houghton Connection Fantasy Football League. Uh, for today, it is just me, myself, and I, the commissioner. Uh, coming at you today to explain some of the new new things going on in the league and just to officially uh, christen the eighth season of the Houghton Connection Fantasy Football League. I figure there's no better place to start than to uh, quickly go through the previous winners, kind of an ode to them. So uh, this league actually was birthed from kind of a, a father league, if you will, which was also called the Houghton Connection Fantasy Football League. Uh, it had several of us in it. Myself, Sam, Benson, may have been it, maybe Alex. I don't remember if Alex was in it or not, um, but then it was like Liv and DeLong in and, and that group. Um, so we kept the name, but we, for league history purposes, started fresh in 2014 uh, much to my chagrin, because I actually won the league in 2013, that whole bit was just so that I could say that, um, but it doesn't count. It's not on the trophy. So in 2014, uh, excuse me there, this was, was the birth of our league, and our dearest Benson was hailed victorious as the first ever champion of the Houghton Connection Fantasy Football League. In 2015, uh, I won. I won this league, um, and that leads us into 2016, when there was no winner. No, I'm just kidding. Pat somehow won. Um, that that did happen. So in, in 2017, things made a little bit more sense. Nick Kremko won it. I know lately that might not uh, make sense because he's kind of been uh, kind of been towards the bottom in the past couple of years. But at the time, it was due. Then in 2018, we had. The what they call the luckiest playoff stretch of all time, where Derrick Henry carried uh, Sam through round one and beat me. Not salty about that at all. And in the finals, Aaron Rodgers dropped like a 50-burger and single-handedly won it for him, which led to Sam's one and only championship. And that means in history, but also projecting forward to the future. Sam's kind of a one-and-done type, type victor. Uh, in 2019, Baby Bird, after two unsuccessful tries won the league uh so he he was at that point one for three until last year where baby bird for the fourth year in a row went to the finals and got back to his losing ways and lost to andy who became victorious so baby bird the count there is one for four in the finals the good news is you've gone to the finals four years in a row the the bad news is you only have one championship to show for it, just like most of the rest of us. So what that means is that <coughs> there are seven different winners 
and all seven of us are still in the league. So there's only three people in the league that have not won, and that would be Alex, uh, Kyle, and the new guy, Joe, which means most likely this will be the first year with a repeat champion because I don't see Alex ever winning. I don't see Kyle ever winning, and I don't know much about new guy Joe in terms of fantasy football. So with that being said, let's move in to looking forward, which I don't have a drop for for looking forward for a season, but I do have a drop for looking forward for the week. So let's remind ourselves what that sounds like. I have just one question for you. Are you ready for this week's preview? All right, all right, all right. So, uh, the season preview, if you will. Um, last year, there was some contention in the league. And I really, the last handful of years, has been some contention. So, going into this year, we're going to have a strict no-bullshit mentality. Um, and, and I'm going to, in the past, I have been um, kind of a, a people's commissioner in terms of, it's been a democracy. We've voted on most issues uh, and then I've, I've kind of had the final say-so if the vote was close or a tie. Um, that is no more. I am now a dictator. I am the judge, jury, and executioner of this league. But don't be afraid. I'm a gentle giant. So basically what that means is, in, in, in the context of last year, we had Nick Glass, who very, very often, more, more weeks than not, um, did not set a lineup. And every so often, he would pick up a player and start a, a regular lineup, and that ended up really kind of messing, I actually don't know if it did or not, but it, it mentally messed with the playoffs, because he was kind of picking and choosing who he gave free wins to and who he did not. That is no more. That is no more. If people are doing that, they are out and we will replace them. Uh, I have yet to decide. Um, I, I, there will be a decision by season, and it will be... It will be proclaimed to the league before the season, so it's not on the fly. Um, but what one of two things will happen if we have a similar scenario. Hopefully, we've eliminated that from the league. But if it does happen where people are not setting a lineup week after week after week, either I will go in and start a full lineup for them based solely on projections, or they will basically be kicked out of the league and that team will just become a free win for for everyone every week. Um, I personally like the first option more because it it keeps the competition going without just bye weeks. And that way, if they did beat someone in the first couple weeks of the year while they were trying, um, that, that doesn't screw anybody over. So I'm leaning towards the first option where I go in and set their lineup based off of the uh, scoring projections. But we shall see. I will make that, I will proclaim that before seasons begin. But I, I have not made a firm decision on that yet. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, the group chat, while fun at most of the time, uh, let's try not to get personal with it and, uh, and, and question people's integrity. Let's remember that fantasy football is a game. It is a gem. It is a blessing. Um, but let's not go too far. With that being said, you're all a bunch of shit-sipping frittatas, and I'm going to demolish all of you. So, I mean, still the same league, just let's be adults, you know? Let's, we're all adults now. We're pushing 30. Uh, 
Let's act like it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm trying to say. Sam probably has a few children out there, so some of us are fathers. Let's, you know, let's act like it while still having fun. That's all I'm going to say about that. We'll address it as it comes up, and Dictator Ryan will uh, set the story straight as it proceeds. Um, so now let's. I'm just going to walk through some new, some some new stuff in the league. As you saw, we're switching over to Sleeper. A lot of you are familiar with Sleeper from the Dynasty League. Um, we have a Dynasty League for those who don't know. It's an eight-team league. I think all but two of you are in it. Um, let's hit the Dynasty drop. Just give me a break from talking. It's time to talk Dynasty. We're not actually going to talk Dynasty. We're just talking about Sleeper, which is where Dynasty is held. Um, so that's the biggest thing, is that we are no longer going to be on ESPN. That is because Sleeper is a superior app in just about every way. And especially from a commissioner standpoint, there were several things last year that I tried to do to you know, kind of account for COVID that ESPN was like, no, you already had your draft. You can't change anything at all. Sleeper, I can completely change anything at any point as commissioner and it just it, it's a lot easier on my end so that is the big push to sleeper it's a little quirky at first if you have questions feel free to ask me glad to help glad to walk you through it once you get to know the app it is far superior in every single way so i'm just going to walk through scoring not a ton has changed uh passing i don't think oh passing the one thing that changed is um if your quarterback throws a pick six, they get minus two for an interception and an extra minus one for throwing a pick six. That's it. That's all that's changed. So if your quarterback throws a pick six, it's minus three. If it's just a regular old pick, it's minus two. Rushing, nothing has changed. Not a thing. Uh, receiving, the big thing here is we are now a half point per reception league. 0.5 points per catch that your receiver or any position gets. Um... That has been discussed for probably four of the seven years. We've had several votes on it. Um, when we have voted in the past, I have broken it down into, like, should we become one point, half point, or standard? And generally it was, like, three people for a full point, three people for a half point, and four people for standard. So technically, PPR won. It's just people couldn't decide with one or half point. And I was one of the standards. Um, so now it's seven to three. I mean, I again... It doesn't, it doesn't need to be voted on. It's a half-point league, and that's just how it's going to be. That seems to be all the standard across the fantasy football community these days, and I'm sick of being outdated in that regard. Half-point league, which should help you guys catch up to my all-time high 186.8 points. So I'm really doing this for you. I'm a giver. Um, the one thing that we can discuss that I'm up for discussion because it's it's a quirky thing. There, I, we have the option to give an additional point or half point. I would probably do half point, like a tight end bonus. So if, a, if, if any position catches a pass, it's a half point. We could make it that if a tight end catches a position or catches a pass, it's a full point. Um, I personally like it simply because it's like a TE premium. That's what they call it. Um, it just tries to balance out the, the tight end. Um, I don't care if we do it. I don't care if we don't. Uh, we'll, we can talk about it in the group chat. Just throwing it out there. Uh, one thing that is changing is kicking. I'm going to try this, and if it sucks after a couple weeks, 
we'll put it back to standard. Um, maybe I think it's going to be fun. So how the kicking scoring is going to work? If a kicker makes a field goal, that's one point. Uh, that's it. No, I'm kidding. Um, and then they get zero. They get zero point zero five points per yard. All right. So they get a a uh, I don't even know what that is. Point oh five points per yard on top of the point. So what that means is if your kicker makes a twenty five yard field goal. They get one point from for the twenty or sorry, it'd be twenty yard field goal. If they, they get one point for the twenty yards plus the one point for making a field goal, so they get two points. Now, if your kicker makes a fifty yard field goal, they get two point five points because it was fifty yards plus the point for making a field goal, so they get three point five points. You can do the math; it gets pretty fun. If your kicker makes a sixty four yard field goal, which I believe is the league uh, high record of all time, they would get three point two points plus one points to get four point two points. I'm doing this because it it makes kickers' yardage matter more versus just you know random points here or there. Um, I think it'll be fun. What I, I have a PAT being one point straight up, just one point, and a missed PAT is negative one point. That's new. We've missed that in the past. It's been voted yes, and somehow it never got updated. That's on me. We have it now. Also, kickers missing field goals. This is fun. If they miss a field goal between 0 and 1.9 yards, or sorry, 19 yards, I messed up, 0 to 19 yards, it's negative 2 points. If they miss a 20 to 29-yard field goal, it's negative 1.5 points. If they miss a 30 to 39-yard field goal, it's negative 1 point. If they miss a 40 to 49-yard field goal, it's a negative half point. If they miss anything over 50, it's no penalty. So if your kicker misses, if they shank a short one, you're getting penalized. If they miss a long one, you're not going to get as penalized. Um, it seems fun. Seems fair. Defense is at this point standard to what ESPN was. Um, I might we can talk about. Change. I don't know what we would change for defense. Special teams the same as it was. Everything else is the same as it was in ESPN. Uh, the other big thing, which uh, for the sake of the awesome drop, even though the conferences are changing, before we get to the conference changing let's listen to the old conferences drop who is the better batman christian bale i'm batman or michael keaton i'm batman all right so sadly the christian bale michael keaton uh conferences are a thing of the past um those came from the movie Neighbors, where Zac Efron and I forget who the other guy is, um, the older guy, but they're talking to each other. I think it's Ed Helms. No, it's not Ed Helms. It's the other. Jason Sudeikis. There you go. Zac Efron and Jason Sudeikis are talking. They, Zac Efron goes, who's Batman to you? And Sudeikis goes, oh, it's Michael Keaton. And he's like, no, 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 it's Christian Bale. And then they go back and forth and say, I'm Batman. And the other guy's like, no, I'm Batman. And so Nick Kremko and I watched that movie together, and uh, we thought that was really funny, and that is where the conferences came from, and that is why Nick and I were always in different conferences, because I always said, I'm Batman, like Christian Bale, and Kremko would always go, I'm Batman, like Michael Keaton. And so that is the birth of the conferences. The death of the conferences, though, um, let's just put it this way. There's been four teams coming out of one conference year after year after year beating each other up while the other team has slipped on by uh it it was time for a change you know seven years 
was enough. Next route, next podcast episode, um, not, to, not I'm going to go over what the next one will be at the end, but we're going to talk about the final tally of Christian Bale versus Michael Keaton, and it's not pretty uh, for, for the Michael Keatoners. Um, but anywho, the new ones are called the OGs, the original gangsters, the originals, all right? And that is myself, that is Nick Kremko, Sam Richards, uh, Alex Piotrowski, and who's the other original? Benson, Ryan Benson. Now, technically, Andy was also an original to the league, but he wasn't an original to Tech. Um, so, therefore, he gets looped in with the newbies. And now, this is not newbie in terms of your skill. This is newbie in terms of to the league. And so, uh, newbies, kind of, you know, OGs, newbies, kind of, they sound cool. So, I went with I went with newbies. Don't take it personal. If you don't like it, then, then try to beat us. That's what I'd say. Um, anywho, the newbies are Andy. Um, and this is in terms of them coming in. So Andy was originally in the league, but he was one of the later ones to add because we tried to make an all-tech league. We couldn't find someone, so we added Andy. And then Kai, uh, Pat was the next ad. He joined in halfway through the first season when Fox quit. Uh, Rip Fox. And then Kyle came in when Mary-Kate left after the first season. So Kyle joined in season two, I believe. Um, let's see. Pat. No, I already did Pat. Pat, Kyle, Andy. Baby Bird joined in. I don't recall when. Who quit for Baby Bird? Joe? Was it was it the other Joe? The old Joe? Rip? I think so. I think the old Joe quit and Baby Bird came in, maybe. No, because Joe quit and Nick Glass came in. Who the hell quit for Baby Bird to come in? Charlie Krieger. That's who it was. You guys got to listen to me figure that out. Charlie Krieger. R.I.P. Charlie Krieger. Charlie Krieger, uh, we bullied him out of the league successfully. So that's the kind of bullshit that I'm talking about in the league chat that we need to not do because now we're almost 30. Let's not bully anybody out of the league, all right? That's where that's where judge, jury, and especially executioner comes in. This is a, this is a no bullying league. All right, no more Charlie Kriegers. R.I.P. Let him let him be the beacon that that guides us to being a, a friendlier fantasy football league without losing any fun. Rip Charlie Krieger. Can't believe I forgot about him. Anywho, Baby Bird came in to uh, to relieve Charlie Krieger from abuse, and Baby Bird. I think that's. That's our penance for how we treated Charlie is that Baby Bird has come in and just dominated all of us and gone to the finals four years in a row. Uh, so hopefully hopefully we have repented enough and uh, we can we can break the curse of the Charlie Krieger Bino. Um, yeah. And now, finally, we have Joe Cybulski, a.k.a. Bolski, coming in to relieve Glass, who relieved Old Joe. Old Joe quit because he had a baby. So no more babies. Let's stay Let's stay focused on the Duchess. She's the only girl that you should want to consummate with. Um, yeah, Duchess above all else. Remember that. So introduction to Joe Bolsky. Let's see if I can find a drop that we should hit for fun. Let's, this one will work. Waver Wire Wonders. So we're picking up the Bolski off waivers. Uh, Joe Bolski, I don't know if any of you remember him. He lived with Alex and Nick and Josh, but you know Josh isn't in the league. Um, he just moved to the GR area. He's a great dude. I know him. 
I know Alex and Nick know him. Obviously, Sam, I believe, knows him. Sam came up a few times. Baby Bird, I'm guessing, knows him. Not positive on that. Um, you'll all get to know him. He's a, he's a good guy. He's going to fit in just just perfectly fine in our league. He is the Bolski. Maybe we'll have him on the podcast soon so that he can uh, he can help us out in getting to know him. And, Joe, this one's for you. This is This is how I feel about you joining the league. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Um, all righty. We're, oh, that is also this. This just in. Breaking news. That is breaking news that, uh, that the Bolski has joined the league. Um, let's see. Alex wants to talk about an in-person draft. I think the GR area would make the most sense as now half of the league is in the GR area. So... Um, we can discuss that. We should discuss that. An in-person draft would be super, super fun. I would be all about it. Um, all right, I'm going to close this thing out. The next podcast, I'm planning to do kind of a stats and league history to sum up the first seven years um, as we kind of transition into the next phase, uh, hopefully a, a cleaner phase while still being incredibly fun with the new judge, jury, and executioner commissioner that I am. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll dive into where the league has been, who's won, who's lost, who's beat who more, um, high scores, low scores, final tally of the the ultimate who's Batman, and uh, we'll turn the page on that and, and proceed into league year eight. I will hopefully have my my co-host back for that one so it's a lot less of just me rambling you what even the drops are still me rambling but hopefully they're a good little break um so yeah i'm gonna sign this thing out um it's probably the last time i get to make this joke because andy's not here to defend himself but 2015 was my last championship hey andy when was yours crickets it's awkward because he just he's our rating champion i did not mean to hit irrelevant right there but that was pretty great all right let's sign this thing out thank you for listening to the houghton connection fantasy football podcast keep reaching for the duchess and above all else don't be the casper we'll see you next time goodbye